0: Hey everybody, Jesse here. Um, just wanted to hop in real quick at the beginning of this episode just to give you guys a little bit of a heads up. Um, this was last week's episode and if you noticed we missed a week with uploading. Uh, that was because I had set the episode to upload. Uh, everything was edited and all that and it, on Monday it wasn't uploaded, on Tuesday it wasn't uploaded. I sent another email to our like service, they said that there was nothing wrong on their end. So I waited until Wednesday and then I waited till Thursday. And finally I did a little bit of research on my end because I was getting annoyed why it wasn't uploading. And I found out that it wasn't actually our service this time. It was me messing up. And apparently the episode got corrupted and I lost everything that was my version of the edit. Um, So I have very quickly um, edited up what you're going to hear right now. This, unfortunately, is only half of the episode that was supposed to come out. Um, That's all that I ended up having time for, so I do apologize that it's a little bit shorter than usual. That being said, it would have been probably over two hours, I think, was the other episode, so you would have had another long episode. I don't know if you guys like the long episodes or if you prefer the short episodes. Uh, Shoot us a message. Let us know. That would honestly be good for future reference. But um, regardless, this is what I could get edited, and I'll be editing up the second part again. And that'll come out next Monday for our episode. Um, Then we'll have our Beyond and then we'll be back to normal. I do apologize for all the technical difficulties that we've had. I feel like it's kind of our like sophomore slump, if you will, where we came out of the gate pretty strong with being able to get everything uploaded and having it sound at least like listenable. And now we've been having a lot of trouble with the tech issues. But, you know, you live and you learn. None of us have done this before, and, you know, this was kind of to be expected, and I mean, at least it's taken this long for it to really hit us. Uh, Regardless, I don't want to take too much time here. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up that this episode, um, it's going to cut off a little bit abruptly, because obviously it wasn't meant to be two parts, Um, but I hope you like it. This is kind of, again, kind of the start to a little bit of a second arc, and... I think it's pretty fun. It's more of kind of like a little bit, as you probably found out from the title, a little bit of an origins episode to another one of our characters. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoy. Hope you keep enjoying. Thank you so much for all of your patience, your understanding, and all the love you're still giving us on the social medias. I haven't had a chance to just like outwardly talk on the mic for a little while, but genuinely, it's been absolutely heartwarming and overwhelming at times. I'm somebody that gets a lot of anxiety when I'm on too much social media and things like that, so once in a while I have to step back, but as cliche as it is, it's not you, it's me, Um, but I truly, truly appreciate it, and I genuinely hope you guys enjoy this. I super hope that you're enjoying the campaign thus far. Um, I can tell you right now, we have like four episodes banked, and shit gets wild, so if you are listening... Please bear with us. Please uh, stay with us. We have some really, really fun episodes, and I have some really, really fun plans going forward. But thank you so much, and on to the episode. and welcome back to Behold the Roll. I am your Dungeon Master, as always, Jesse, and I am joined by Jim Gledhill.
1: Hello, everybody, and I am Silas Leodore, and this is beyond Behold the Roll, and I welcome Joe Pinkham.
2: I'm also joined by Joe Pinkham. Hello, everybody. I am Wolf Donfire, and what is up? (laughs) And... Last
0: and certainly least, Zach Litford.
3: Hello, everybody. I'm Lorkin Brightstrike.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to do the uh, show open as Lorkin
1: Brightstrike. That was bad. Got confused. <laughs> anyway. Literally messaged back. him this morning. Hey, let's copy Jesse during the intro. And I said, okay. <laughs> <But> then you <laughs> didn't copy what he said.
3: Joe threw me off.
1: Oh, yeah, Joe threw me off, too. Just I was right expecting
3: night. a sup. Yeah.
1: No, I messaged him too. Oh,
3: did you? Yeah. See, let More collaboration next time.
1: Should I message the group chat? Yeah, would you? Yeah.
0: I mean, not if you want Zach to see it, but anyway. <laughs> so it's been a hot minute since we've recorded. We took a little bit of a break for some summertime locations. activities, but we're back. We are back in the saddle again. Hotter than ever. We're
3: not doing this again.
0: We're literally hotter than ever.
3: We did the back in the saddle again the last edit I did. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you guys. New content. We're back
0: in the saddle
3: again. Did we make that joke? I almost think I edited out because I
0: was annoyed by it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, man. Anyway, uh, usually we'd hop into a recap here, but... As we found out on the Beyond the Roll, our boys leveled up again. They are now level... Insert level. Five.
1: (laughs) Level four sorcerer, level one warlock.
0: Yeah. Anyway, they're level five now, depending on which way they ended up deciding to level. So So no one's level five. (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk about these levels, shall we? Who wants to kick us off? Probably not Jimmy, because he's got a mouthful of yogurt so he takes another fucking bite all right we're gonna start with zach ledford
3: what where's my yogurt (laughs) yogurt yeah
0: i'm uh yeah i'm level five now guys
1: (laughs) i'm zach ledford hi
0: (laughs) all right cool any anything you want to talk about or is it all a surprise
3: oh uh so as you know i'm a cleric um i decided Mm -hmm. to take
0: a level one in wizard Hell Whoa. yeah, Lorcan's actually dipping into
3: wizard.
1: Whoa, dipping into cool. wizard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Was there like a specific reason, or or do you not want to share it?
3: No, well, I, I, every battle was starting to feel the same. I was doing magic missile and firebolt over and over, and I'm not saying that won't happen because it <laughs> will happen. But this just gives me a little. Actually, it gives me a lot more choices.
1: So just some more spells basically.
3: Basically, yeah. Sick. Wanted him to feel more wizardy but still on the cleric side.
1: I like that.
2: Hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Uh about it. Uh yeah, I took a level in fighter. My summer fun time activity was switching back and forth between subclasses. <laughs> uh, ooh, because I just couldn't pick one that I really liked and I couldn't yeah. find I couldn't find there was a few that i really wanted to do but i couldn't make them make sense uh i almost went cavalier but it would have been theoretical cavalier because wolf can't really ride that well uh or it doesn't have experience so like it was going to be that but i ended up going with eldritch knight because he's yeah. seen he's seen spells cast he's seen lorkin and, and you cast spells and now he has memorized those and can cast them as well uh that, along with some other spells that he's seen hell yeah so that's that's what I went with. I was I really wanted to do Cavalier, but I just couldn't quite make it fit. And I uh, I didn't have time to change my mind again before I got on. So I just said, <laughs> I'm just going to go with whatever I had on my character sheet last. And it was Eldritch So I
0: was going to say, in my summertime, fun activity was constantly telling Joe to just pick whatever he wanted and saying that we'd make it work. And him <laughs> just messaging me the next day and being like, if I go Cavalier, though, like, Joe Wolf doesn't ride a horse, and I'm like, God damn, just go Cavalier <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> and so here we are with Eldritch Knight, uh, Jimmy Glahill.
1: Jimmy Gleto. Uh I took a level in Sorcerer. Nice. Um, level four, so I got um, could either do an ability score improvement or a feat, and I went with a feat. Nice. Uh I don't know if I want to share it. Uh, well, yeah, you, uh, I don't know. All right, I'll share it. Um, it. <laughs> I went. Actually, I don't know the exact names of it. Let me see. It's called Aberrant Dragon Mark.
2: Ooh. Um, okay.
1: Let me. You, you want me to give a quick little explanation?
0: Yeah, give her a little, little
1: read I can also talk. Uh, so, I know one thing. I get that with that is I get a new spell, a first level spell. Um, it increases my constitution by one. and then for going to level four period, I get to pick two new second level spells. Um, and because my constitution went up, my HP went up quite a bit more. Um, so it says for aberrant dragon mark, you have manifested an aberrant dragon mark determine its appearance and flaw associated with it. You gain its following benefits, which I just told you. And then there's a D8 that you can either roll for your flaws, um, but I think I'm gonna go with my flaw. It says my your mark whispers to you; its meaning can be unclear, and uh, kind of tied in with the voices that I've I've been hearing.
0: Hell yeah, man!
1: Yeah, and I think that's about it.
2: Good shit. Can I ask a question? Yeah, another question. All right. Yeah. I don't remember what kind of sorcerer are you. Do we know, <laughs> or did you did you tell us? I have not. Told okay, you. okay. I just wanted. I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss that. Okay, a douche sorcerer.
1: <laughs> there was. There's been two times on this podcast where I've it's been mo- meant to be brought up, and I both times I didn't bring it up, and now I can't find another good time to bring it up. I guess I could bring it up now, but it feels kind of anticlimactic.
2: Well, I don't know. Do it, Do it whenever you want. I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss it. You didn't. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, I'll tell you which one I am. <laughs> Okay, the draconic sorcerer.
2: Ooh, yep.
1: interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which may have to do something with uh, the secret from the first episode.
2: Interesting. Um, I, I don't know if you remember that, but that's kind of what I was thinking. Just be, like I was, I was wondering if you, if based on the feat that you took, I was wondering if that's what it was. But oh, yeah. I kind of
1: fit perfectly. So yeah, it does. I mean, technically, because I'm a draconic sorcerer, I'm supposed to have scaly skin as it is. But um, I mean,
0: we've never seen like your package that's true. or anything. I never,
1: yeah, that's true. We don't know which part is scaly. I like exactly. That. Yeah.
0: Cool. You could have some really scaly shins.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's
3: what we are all thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
0: <laughs> what else is below the waist? Not much for silence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, let's give everybody a little bit of a recap about what happened in chapter ten. When we last saw our adventurers, the three of you had your epic encounter with Cleve and his two brothers inside of the mountain cave of Aspid. Silas got trapped into the room with Cleve and had an epic one-on-one encounter where he found out a lot of things about his past, including the fact that he's now got a couple of clues on who may be talking in his mind and who that person may serve. He also found out that he and Cleve shared a few things in common, including apparently Cleve and his brothers had made a deal with the same entity that has been talking in Silas' mind. Meanwhile, on the outside, Rock, Garol, Johnny Flame, and Sidroy, more or less, maybe closer to less for Sidroy, but they all joined Wolfin, Lorkin, and helped you fight the two giant dwarves on the outside. However, inside of the cave where Silas and Cleve were, the fight was beginning to get a little bit too close for comfort. That's when Sidroy decided he was going to make himself useful and try to get Silas out of the cage. However, hearing him coming, Silas turned to see Sidroy and from behind, the orc that you had all taken captive from the attack from Straven appeared with a new bow drawn, aimed perceivably at Sidroy's head. However, she let the arrow loose into Cleave and helped Silas defeat his new nemesis. With Cleve now dead, this broke the curse, and the other two brothers reverted back from their giant size into their normal dwarger size. And the fight was finally over. Lurkin and Silas decided to check through the stuff. Silas going through Cleve's stuff and Lurkin going through the pile of treasure that was found earlier. And you all found a lot of really good stuff. You found a new cursed, magically locked book. You found a couple of trinkets all kinds of gold and all in all everything seemed to be on the up and up you all went back to the beach met up with damu finally and reconciled everything that was going on and they helped you all get your boat back up and running you all figured out the name of the orc woman who had been on the ship with you and that name was niha and you learned that niha had been talking to damu and had kind of gotten a little bit of a heads up that maybe some of the things that she thought was true that Stravin had told her might not be exactly 100% accurate. And she decided that she was going to stay on Aspid with the Ozai tribe and the Tortles and learn a little bit more about maybe a new purpose for her. But everybody ended up helping you all get your ship fixed up and you said your goodbyes. Lorkin said a uh, nice and steamy goodbye to our friend Rock, and finally, you are all in the air, headed towards the wonderful, magical town of Magella. And that is where we are now. Excellent. The three of you, Johnny Flame, Sidroy, and the Captain, are all on your way to Magella, and yeah, you can you can see the light in the distance. Beautiful. And I got to get back to my new notes because I had to go back.
1: Whew, I'm tired, guys.
2: <laughs> Me too. Yeah, It's
0: been a long, it's been probably like a day and a half since you guys left because you started to sleep, but then couldn't sleep and then had all this like battle and you had the big party. Oh, yeah. And you stayed over and like had a nap there and everything like that. So you guys are pushing probably two days since you left Evermore. Oof. Yep.
3: God, we should take a long rest, guys.
0: <laughs> I think you literally just did, if I remember correctly. Oh, did we? <laughs>
3: just kidding. Yeah, I think we did.
0: But, um, yeah, was there anything you guys wanted to do before I kick in and give you a little bit of a description about Magella?
1: Do we have some downtime or, like, what? I, actually, I'll just hold F. I'm good.
0: I was going to say, you you can have, like, a little bit of downtime if you want it, but you guys probably only have, like, you know, air travel's pretty slow, so...
1: Did I ever... Did I get a chance to really check out that book or whatever? Like, the Ex Mortis book? You happen to I mean, you could probably? look
0: at it if you want. You'd have time to, like, look at it and shit.
1: Okay. I don't know if this would... Yeah, I kind of want to inspect it. I don't know... Could I make maybe like a history check or a, a religion check? I don't know which one would be yeah. more.
0: Go religion.
1: Religion. It doesn't matter. I get zero for either one. So, yeah. Um. but can I also cast comprehend languages? And um, I have to spend an hour to do it, but to read the front of the book, like I don't know if ex mortis is a different language or not. Would it apply?
0: Uh, I'll, I'll just tell you that it, it doesn't. You're not going to learn anything from the name of it.
1: Cool. Okay.
0: It's not like a different language or anything? I got 18. 18 for religion?
1: Uh, yep. Yeah.
0: Dope. Um, so you know a couple things. The first thing that you know that um, this has nothing to do with religion. It's just something that as you start inspecting the book more, you start to realize that it has some sort of like arcane lock to it. So, it has like a locking mechanism, so you can't physically open the book and read it or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But you don't actually see a place to like put a key or anything. Mm -hmm. The religion check you actually know that this book is like extremely, extremely old, and that the Ex Mortis is actually one of the books that was written on the like religion for people that worshiped Bane. Bane is a extremely dark deity in D&D. And I'll I'll give you a little bit about him that you'd probably know. You don't know like a ton about him. But basically Bane is a like uh, evil deity that you've heard little bits about. But as far as you know, Bane is like an older deity that's like already been like previously conquered and shit like that. But Bane was supposedly the uh, deity of destruction, evil, hatred, law, and tyranny. Or tyranny, rather.
1: Cool. Yeah. I guess I I probably have a backpack, right? Yeah. Okay. That's um, where you
0: keep your sleeping bag.
1: Yeah. Do I have a sleeping oh. bag? Oh, everyone boy, has have a sleeping bag. Ba- oh, wait. <laughs> uh, I throw my sleeping bag off the side of the ship. Uh, <laughs> And Good move, I empt- Silas. <laughs> I emptied out and uh, I put the book in there and okay. the necklace that um, I keep around my neck. Oh okay. Is that so all you're not canon? Is that canon?
0: Was that all canon? Did you throw your sleeping bag off the ship?
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. You uh you throw your sleeping bag off the ship and nobody's paying attention, but uh, the motion catches Johnny Flames eye and he looks down and he goes my god Lurkin, I think your sleeping bag's floating through the air right now no way and I run towards the side of the ship <laughs> didn't you just watch him throw it
3: <laughs> oh <laughs> right yeah. I'll
1: make a stealth check to try to hide it okay Uh. 14
0: <laughs> do you want to contest it or are you just gonna live in blissful ignorance <laughs> forgot we're playing d &D. (laughs) (laughs) I got a three, so I didn't see shit. Yep. So you see this sleeping bag. It's not even red, but you uh, see it, and it's a sleeping bag that's hurtling towards the water, so it must be yours.
3: Johnny Flame, it's my sleeping bag!
0: Don't worry, I got this. And Johnny Flame shoots an arrow at it, and it just, like, doesn't even come close, and then both of them just clash into the water, and he's like, I've done all I can do. I hear you, brother. <laughs> we'll, we'll find it one of these days. Right, mark this place on your map. Sounds good. He pulls out like a Denny's napkin and writes "water above our air" or <laughs> "below our airship." He actually makes that mistake. He writes "above" and then crosses it
3: out. <laughs> Excellent move, Johnny.
0: We're gonna find that goddamn sleeping bag. If it's the last You're damn thing right, do. we are. <laughs> All right, so you guys want a quick overview of Magella?
2: Can I do one thing really quick? It's, it's so, like, assuming that Jim had an hour to do whatever he needed to do, he
0: didn't end up doing it, but. We, oh, he didn't? Okay, never mind. never mind. What do you need? You guys have time, like. Do I have an hour? I mean, you can either have an hour now or you're about to get to a town where you will also have downtime. So, if it's something you want to do now, you can, or if it's something that you want to wait a hot minute for you guys will have some time here in a bit
2: i yeah i was doing now i just wanted to, to uh cast it cast the uh blessings of the forge ritual. it's the, the channel divinity but i just wanted to try and make something new oh yeah what are you trying to do uh i just want to make a sh- i, I want to make a shield but i want to make a shield that has like a little slot in the middle that you could like put a sword in okay like instead of like putting it in a sheath you can like stick it through
0: Oh, interesting. So it basic it's a shield that will sheath your sword. Yeah, neat. Yeah, um, give me a, um, give me a religion check with advantage. Interesting.
2: Well, I rolled the same number both times. Uh...
0: <laughs> I feel like you do that way more than anybody I know. Yeah. Whenever you have advantage or disadvantage, except during Mazaro then it's Jim. True. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yep. So, um, you take the hour or whatever, and you make your, make your little shield sheath. It's not like, it's still a little bit um. Unfinished. Like you can tell that you could improve on the like design aspects and stuff like that later on, but it is it will do what you want it to do. Cool. Hell yeah. All right. Anything else you guys want to do before you hit town?
2: Nope. Not me. No?
0: Jim, you good? I'm good. Zack?
3: Nope. Just laying on the deck without a sleeping bag. <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: So, as you all soar through the sky, in the far distance you can see a small island with a modest white spotlight pointing to the clouds. This island however is known as Arcano, the school for younger children and lesser spellcasters behind that one is the real island of note the much larger enormous magella coming from the front of it a large lighthouse shoots out a blue light that pierces the sky and radiates in the stars and clouds in front of you as you get closer you can see the small rows of homes line the south side of magella with some small shops and specialty stores but In the background, visible from anywhere on the island, is the absolutely monstrous building, the school that Magella is named for, Magella itself. And as you're all seeing this, you uh, begin to touch down. There's like a little airway that the airship starts to like dock on. And as you do, you can see that there is already a couple of similar looking airships that are like parked on the dock air loader area <laughs> <laughs> actually i think i actually named this i should probably look at my notes oh yeah you guys take off from and land on a thing called the sky bay um so it's basically just the big area where they park all of the airships and you guys see that there's already a few airships there and as you begin to step off of the airship, you see that Sidroy kind of runs off towards one of the airships. And coming off of the airship that he ran towards is the guard Hendricks from Evermore. And you guys might remember Hendricks as the older salt and pepper take no prisoners guard that Lorkin tried to front with and then punched him in the nose. I scowl at him. Uh, he doesn't even look at you. He just looks at Sidroy and he goes, oh, Jesus, kid, where have you been? They sent you guys out here two days ago and we had to come looking for you. And Sidward's like, oh, my God, Hendricks, you won't believe it. We found this big, gross island full of big, gross people and I got a paper cut from a tree. <laughs> and Hendricks is like, oh, that, that's awful. I'm sorry you had to go through that, kid. Is everything okay? And he looks over and sees that you guys are there and he's like, oh, well, at least everybody made it okay. That's... That's all that we can really ask for in this situation, I suppose.
1: I oh, like how he complains about the paper cut, but not getting shot in the back with a flaming arrow. That that was
0: that was days ago at this point. He forgot because oh. he uh, he got that, you know, hangnail from the tree. Um, and Hendrix, without even like talking to you guys, just like waves one of the uh, other guards, one that you've never seen before. And he's like, Go settle up with them. I, we we got business to talk about here. And uh, this, like, scrawny guard comes over and he's like, he- Yes, hello, are you the ones that accompanied Sidroy? Yep. <laughs> we sure are. Lork and Brightstrike here. Usually I'm the most awkward one, but you guys really suck at this whole conversation thing. <laughs> we had a long journey. I don't think you understand what we just went through. I certainly do not. I just joined the guard squad and they let me come out on the big ship and we got to see some stars. Is Chadwick here? No, the Chadwick and Gladwick are back guarding the gate. Hashtag guard squad, am I right? Oh, I'm not cool enough to be part of the hashtag guard squad. I, I kind of turn around and back off. <laughs> okay, bye. He turns to the other two. He's like, anyway, Princess Adora wanted me to give you guys this once we found you safe. And he hands you a um, sack of 200 gold. And inside of it is uh, three more tokens for Mesro's magical mysteries when you guys get back to Evermore. Because she promised Mm. to give you guys those. Silas, you should probably get rid of those rubber gloves. (laughs) I mean, Mesro's not here, so you guys got time to...
1: (laughs)
3: No, they're a bad omen. Get rid of them here. You don't want to bring them back with you.
1: Did uh, Adora send you? And and Meraxador sent us as well? I feel like nope. we could have probably they, just... They
0: sent us to look for you guys because it's been two days and you never called Meraxador. Oh,
1: yes. That makes sense. Okay.
0: So instead of actually looking for you, we just flew straight to this island. Seems kind of weird, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Excellent choice! Have you found uh, Mr. Brightstrike's mother? A what? Never mind, you're not here looking for her. (laughs) (laughs) I I,
0: I don't know what a
3: Brightstrike is. Man, I don't like this guard at all. (laughs) (laughs) He looks really hurt by that. (laughs) Just uneducated. You're in a (laughs) town with a school! You don't know what a Brightstrike is? I just
0: look severely put off. (laughs) He he adjusts his retainer. Well, I'm sorry about that, but, um, anyway, I'm gonna skedaddle off this way. Yeah, you do that. (laughs) Alright, and he he
3: leaves. (laughs) Doesn't know what a bright strike is. Can you believe this guy?
0: So, um, you guys are in this little town of Magella. So there are like little shops and shit like that. Um and, but it's mainly just like the big school. It's basically like a like college campus. But if the like other things were just small houses that people would stay in, like the teachers and the people that are going to school there usually live in like dorms and stuff like that. But some of the more wealthy ones, like maybe their family will buy a house there for the years that they're in school, so they don't have to like fly back and forth and shit.
1: Is there anybody playing volleyball or ultimate frisbee?
0: Uh, give me a perception check. Uh,
1: that's gonna be a three.
0: A three? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, there's actually the only thing that you see is like, um, this small little park, and there's like 10 wizards in there playing wizard chess with their mage hands, and the, uh, Awkward guard you just talked to went over to watch the chess
1: matches. Kind of a kind of a ghost town here. Huh? I thought figured it'd be more lively.
3: <laughs> what do I see? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got a twenty-three. A twenty-three? Um, you see directly behind the chess is the like volleyball court what? that everybody's <laughs> playing volleyball and ultimate frisbee at the same time. It's like a mixed game. And they're just like a bunch of big, buff, like just really sexy elves and dwarfs and humans.
3: You know, you know, Silas. It. it I don't get the ghost town vibe at all.
0: <laughs> you want to try two wolves see if you can get a middling number?
2: <laughs> no,
1: no. <laughs> this place is pretty hopping. This place is lame. I, I can understand. That. You know, I'm here working. Let's go find your mom. There's nothing to do here. Oh, uh, yeah. Let let's do that.
0: <laughs> All right. So, Lorcan, it has been a long time since you've been on this island, but you have been on this island before, and you know more than likely if your mom is teaching that she is probably located in the school
1: of Magella. Yeah, let's let's play a quick game of volleyball. <laughs> is that what they call that chess match over there?
0: Oh God! Let's just go, and I start walking towards the entrance. Yeah, Johnny Flames already halfway to the uh, to the entrance of the school. So, you guys head towards the school of Magella, and as Lorkin Brightstrike opens the door of this enormous school, we are actually going to do a tiny little flashback to the last time Lorkin opened the door of the school of Magella. And Lorkin, you see that this is actually when you took your exam to see if you could get into Magella. And you are seated at one of the desks, and in the front of the room, the um, teacher has just like collected all of the written exams and stuff like that. And he's like, okay, written exam is over. And now we go on to the spell casting portion of the test. And we're going to go alphabe- al- alphabe- alphabetical. And <laughs> so first up, we're going to go with Elton Tinkerfoot. And Lorkin, you see the tallest gnome in the history of Evermore stands up. And his beautiful, long, flowing black hair just falls down to his shoulders. And he goes, All right, everybody. Watch and see what a real wizard can do. And he turns and flips you off. Ooh. And he walks up and the old professor's like, Okay, Elton. What you're going to do is I'm going to need you to cast magic missile and shoot the apple off of the pedestal that it's on and then use your mage hand to catch it and he goes yeah no problem and he does that you see he shoots out this magic missile and it hits this apple right on the bottom, it spins in the air, and then this mage hand swings over and catches the apple out of midair, and he pulls the mage hand back to him and takes a big bite out of it, and everybody in the classroom just starts clapping. They're like, Hell yeah, Elton! And the professor's like, Beautifully done, beautifully done, Elton. Next up, we got Lork Lork L- L- Lork and Bright Strike. Same task. And he looks at you kind of uh, kind of sadly, because he knows, you know, that this is where you really struggle. And he's like, Lorcan, can you... I know you've had trouble with Magic Missile. And uh, you hear Elton lean over to his friend and goes, yeah, he has trouble with anything that starts with sp and ends with L's. <laughs> 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 and then they all, like, fist bump. And... The professor's like Larkin. Can you, can you give it a go for me, please?
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got this. And I, uh, I don't have my wand back then, so I, I just hold my hands out. Magic missile.
0: There's a long, awkward silence as you hold your hands out, and you do feel this like force in you like your body trembles as if you're trying to let something out and unfortunately nothing happens and then you see a magic missile shoot out and hit the apple and for a split second you think that you have finally achieved what you've been looking for and then the same mage hand swings out and catches it and Elton has once again shot the magic missile. Then he brings the apple back and takes a bite out of it again, and goes, "I guess extra credit is what we can call this one." And uh, then the bell rings. And the professor's like, "Okay, everybody, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grade your quizzes, and we will get back to you whether you've been accepted into Magella." And he kind of puts his hand on your shoulder as everybody grabs their book bags and um starts marching out of the room and as you uh collect your stuff and you walk out you see that elton and his group of friends there's like two or three little like female gnomes that are with him that are just like preppy like gnome girls and then he has this like big friend with him that he's always in a little pack with and they're just standing there and he goes hell of an attempt there bright strike <laughs> I want to like just run away sobbing <laughs> yeah you you literally just take off down the hall with tears in your eyes and as you open the door you actually are um, met by another familiar person it is your older sister Dazla and she looks down at you and goes oh Lorkin, is everything okay?
3: Uh I I like rub my
0: uh face on my shirt.
3: Yeah, of course it is. It's it's great.
0: Uh she looks up and sees that um like Elton and them are down the hallway or whatever, and then she just kinda sighs and she's like Don't let them get to you, Lorkin. You're you're so brilliant and you know so much. And I promise you that is going to take you way farther than whatever arcane ability that those idiots have that they've just going to be squandering away in two years. I'm the only Bright Strike that can't cast.
3: I'm letting the family down.
0: She puts her hands on your shoulder because you guys have had this conversation many times before and she's like, Lurkin, look, you know, I'm going to be taking off for a little while and doing a little bit of adventuring. But when I come back, I promise you, you and I, we're gonna figure out how we can get you to cast. That is going to be my ultimate goal, is to figure out what's going on. Because even Oldick and Bexy are like much younger than you and they're already starting to be able to cast a little bit. So like, there's gotta be something that we're missing with you. There's gotta be some sort of reason and I promise you, between the two of us, we'll figure it out, okay? Alright. You want to see something cool? Sure. She casts infestation on Elton, and you see he's like flexing on all these chicks or whatever, and then suddenly these flies just start flying around him, and he goes, Oh, oh no, you, you, get these away from me! And he takes off down the hallway, running away. That serves him right. She just stands there with a cocky smile on her face, and then we cut back to modern day and you are standing in these hallways and School isn't in session right now; it's actually later in the day when you guys have arrived um so everybody's gotten back to their dorms and stuff like that but um this is the same door that you opened up and met her with the last time you were in this school All right <laughs> do we know where do we know where my mom is in here? you don't, but um since you've like been to the school and st- you've been there many times like after too because once you started studying to be like an actual teacher or whatever you probably went over and had some like consultations and stuff like that All right. but you would imagine that she would be in one of the like lecture halls or something like that if she was just finishing up a uh, lecture or doing some grading and stuff like that so you know like roughly where they would be if you just want to like walk around and find her um Yep.
3: Should
1: we should we go right there, guys? Uh, yeah, I mean it's kind of your call. I I don't really know. I've never been here before. <laughs> oh, um. All right. Yeah. Let's let's just go.
3: Let's let's go. And I start like hesitantly walking forward.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're like walking, and at one point you um see a door open like quickly, and you like jump a little bit. And then just a really old janitor walks out and she like gives you a little nod and goes good day and just continues like mopping the hallway. But yeah, you, um, you get down to the rooms or whatever. And before you can even like do anything, you see a door that reads Dalera Brightstrike. And as you approach this door, you hear a voice from behind you that is a very familiar voice and it just goes Larkin? Is that you, my boy? And you turn around and standing there How tall are you? Uh, like three foot seven. You see the three foot five dark gray bearded with like round glasses a big pudgy belly suspenders that are holding up his tiny little jeans and it is Alden Brightstrike, the father of Lorcan Brightstrike and he goes, What are you, what are you doing here, boy? What are you doing here? Well, I, I came to stay with your mother for a little bit. I was back in Evermore and I was, you know, living the good life being retired, but she said she had to come out here and do some important business and I said, that sounds superb!
3: <laughs> well, that's excellent! Superb! And I,
0: uh, I go in for a big hug. He gives you a big hug, and he, like, lifts you up a little bit and tussles your beard, and he goes, You look, you look absolutely ravishing, my boy. Who are your friends? Who's this big, sexy one? Is he still big and sexy? He's always big and sexy.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, the big, sexy one, Silas, or, uh... Am I supposed to call you Leo still? I'm, I'm still unclear. <laughs>
1: uh, I think you can call me si- uh, I'm Silas Leodor. sir. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you?
0: so si- Leodore? Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Oh. He, you could tell that the name, like, oh. rings a bell with him, he but he- <laughs> He just very politely, like, raises his hand and, uh, shakes yours. He goes, very nice to meet you, Silas. And what about this handsome young man? Yeah, this, this big guy's, uh his
3: name's Wolf. Wolf Dawnfire. Wolf, like the dog? <laughs> yep, just like.
0: <laughs> I love me a good dog. How are you, Wolf? And he, uh, like, really strains himself
2: to get his hand up there to shake yours. Uh, Wolf kneels down a little bit to kind of shake his hand. Nice. Pleased to meet you.
0: Well, the pleasure's all mine! Anyway, what are you doing here, Lorkin?
1: I introduce Danny, too. This is Danny!
0: Forgot Danny existed!
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he looks at the, uh, bear and he goes, Oh goodness, what a- what's this little creature? And he, like, runs over and kinda plays with her feathers a little bit. And you see Danny, like, recoils a little bit, but he's like, It's okay. It's okay, little fella. Smell her! I've spent a lot of time- Of course I'm gonna smell her! I've spent a lot of time researching animals! And he leans in and just takes a big sniff of her. And he's like, "Hmm." Doesn't she smell good? She certainly smells like an owl bear, but much more delicious. Is that teriyaki? You know, I thought it was a little bit of hot sauce, but I wasn't sure. Oh, maybe we're looking at a sriracha situation. Anyway, what are you doing here, Lorcan? Silas is like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely hiding Danny. Here.
1: Yeah, I feel like they're
0: finally starting to see what, uh, where, where <laughs> Lorcan gets it. That's
3: for sure. Well, I'm here to see- I'm here to see Mother. I'm- she's- we need her back in Evermore.
0: Oh, you need her back in Everm... And the uh, janitor walks by and, like, accidentally mops on Alden's foot a little bit and goes, oh, Sorry. And he goes, Hey, you gotta watch where you're going. I'm a bright strike here. And he, Yeah, he's
3: a bright strike.
0: Brushes his shoe off and he's just, under his breath, he's like, In front of my own boy, you're over here just ruining my boots and my boy's friends and everything. And, ugh. Oh. Oh, and he sits up and his cheeks are all rosy and he's getting a little steamed. He's like, sorry, any, what? why do you need your mother back in Evermore? She's doing important teachings here.
3: Well, we, oh God, where do I start? We, uh, we found the king and well, he, he won't wake up. You found King Amastica? Yeah. Yep, sure did. Oh. oh, and we died, and some other stuff happened, but that's that's basically the gist.
0: Wait a minute. You did find King of Massacre. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> Thank God I had Hendrix 50 gold that we were going to find him. And he snaps his fingers he's like, another bet one for the Bright Strikes. Anyway, what would
3: you say about you dying? Oh, yeah, we died and a whole bunch of other stuff. Did I tell you I was dating one of the champions?
0: (laughs) The the door opens to the (laughs) office, and there is your mother, who is this beautifully aged uh, gnome woman. She's got, like, these golden silver locks, and uh, she's also got some little circle glasses that sit on her pudgy little nose. And um, she looks out at Alden at first, and she's like, Alden, yes. Have you, have you brought back? And then she looks up and she goes, "Lorkin, Lurkin, my boy!" And she runs out and gives you a, gives you a big hug. And gives I'm you a like big... really stiff. She gives you a big sloppy kiss on your forehead. And...
3: Oh, hey, hey, mom, hey, check this out! And I, I whip my wand out, but I'm super nervous, and I,
0: uh, I go to cast Mage <laughs> Hand, see... but a firebolt comes out. You see, before you even get a chance to do that, you pull your wand out and it's almost like the, uh, the child that like tells their parents that they want to be a football player when they grow up and always carried around the football or whatever. But they're like, oh yeah, that's, that's nice. And she's like, oh, what do you got there, Lorkin?" And she like turns and she's like, look, Alden, he's got a, he's got a wand now. And he's like, oh yes, a wand. You gotta check this out! And
3: I just st- straight up in the air. <laughs>
0: you you firebolt straight up in the air, and it goes through the <laughs> ceiling. And oh, sorry. They sorry. Look, they look appalled at first, and you see she raises her hand real quick and casts mending on the ceiling and <laughs> remends your hole. And are like, she's like, well, A, impressive. B, we almost went to jail. Anyway, what are you doing here? Oh, um... What what are we doing here again, Silas?
3: Uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah, who are your friends? <laughs> oh, this is Silas! And I point at Wolf.
0: <laughs> Silas, it's nice to meet you. And she, um, she, she extends her hand to you, Wolf. <laughs>
2: uh, my name is actually Wolf. The other one is Silas.
0: I thought he was
3: the dog one. I'm all confused now. God, I, I'm just so frazzled. No, I'm just frazzled. I'm sorry. And I point at Silas. I'm like, this is
0: Silas. And, and that's the dog one. I mean, Wolf. The Wolf. <laughs> well, well, it's very nice to meet both of you. And she, like, extends her hand or whatever and shakes both of your hands, presumably. Yeah. It's very nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you as well. What, what can I do for you, gentlemen? Lurkin, it's so nice to see you. It's been... It's been so long, how is teaching going at Whitehaven, dear? Well, teaching's going
3: great, um, but I came back to see you guys and show you my casting and, uh... Dad, did I mention I lost my sleeping bag on the way over here?
0: you you lost your sleeping bag? Boy, you know how many nights I had to stay up gambling to win you that! I was just so frustrated, I threw it right in the river! oh well I'd be lying if I'd told you that there weren't a few sleeping bags for me in that river too so if you go back there I bet you'll find one there's all kinds of them down there have you ever found one? nope never went to look either Johnny Flame is also <laughs> standing there cause I forgot <laughs> he exists and he walks up and just like very rudely like pushes his way in he's like Johnny Flame here and he like holds his hand up he's like I'm an investigator with Saul. You don't need to know what that means, so don't even bother asking. And she's like, I wasn't going, do I know what that is? And he's like, anyway, (laughs) we're here investigating not only the murder of King Amastica, but these three too. And he like nonchalantly like waves his hands at you three.
3: Oh, and we, oh yeah, mom, I died. I, I forgot to tell you about that
0: part. What do you mean you died? Everybody come in. Everybody come in. And she opens the door to her classroom. Um, and we'll say just for the sake of time and my sanity that you guys fill her in on everything. Uh, everything Excellent. that you want to Is there anything you don't want to tell her about? No, I think I'm good. All right, sweet. I can't think of anything. So um, you tell her about everything and she's like, okay, so so Miraxidor needs my help
1: with something? We also have this for you. And I pull out the stone of far speech. Moraxidor Mar- told us to give it to you when we found it.
0: She rolls her eyes and she's like, I hate these newfangled things. Yeah, but this one has Tetris on it. Oh. And she picks it up, like, curiously and <laughs> goes back to her desk or whatever. And while she's, like, fucking around with that for a minute, um, Alden actually turns to you guys and he's like, Well,. You guys are just in time, because I guess if you're going to be in town for, like, a couple of hours, you can just watch the broadcast with us instead of going back to Evermore. The broadcast? The broadcast. Oh, you guys haven't heard? We got TVs? The, the square called an emergency broadcasting. And you guys know that what a broadcast is... Well, I guess Jim and Zach know. <laughs> Wolf might not. But what a broadcast <laughs> is is in the square there is actually like a setup of like a town meeting area because mm-hmm. all four of the main towns are called the square and these little areas are called the town diamonds. And every now and then when there's like super important business or like if they're going to do like some sort of announcement that the, the town leads and the kings and stuff like that will get together and they will have a thing called a broadcast. And there's basically this big... Hologram projector that will almost work like a drive in movie theater and it just like posts up, and then that way they can talk to everybody all at once instead of having to go and make like announcements in random places and stuff like that. And your dad's like, Yeah, they they called an emergency broadcast tonight so. You know, we're all gonna go down to the diamond, we're gonna have a little bit of grub first, and we're gonna see what it, what all the hubbub's about. I'm imagining maybe it's to announce that they found the king, but... Usually they would've just, you know, maybe sent a couple of guards over to tell everybody, and then they would've had the t- the town leads tell us that individually, I don't know. You had me sold at grub! <laughs> yeah, I know. Your, your mother, she's she's been working on some mean grub as of late. And uh, while she's still trying to figure out the uh, speaking stone, she's like, I told you I'm not cooking while I'm teaching. You're retired. You're in charge of cooking. And your dad just like shuffles his feet. He's like, yeah, yeah. We're, all right. You heard her, Lorkin. We're in charge of cooking tonight. Mm-hmm. That's right, Silas. Wolf, you heard him. <laughs> That's right. All five
2: of us and Johnny Flames like what? How did I get roped into this? <laughs> uh, what were you saying, Wolf? I just asked when they announced. When when was this broadcast announced? Uh, it was announced to us this morning. We all got a emergency
0: broadcast notice posted on our doors. Hmm. Strange. Yep. Yeah. Sure is. <laughs> Excellent. Superb. And um so yeah, Delera finally gets the speaking stone to <laughs> connect and um she holds it out in front of her face like a mom and she's like, "Hello. Hello, can you hear me, Moraxidor?" And you can actually hear Morax. He's like, "Yes, I I hear you, Dalera. Get your thumb off the speaker, though." And she's like, "What? Where? What am I doing?" And look, we got her. <laughs> Uh, and Meraxidor can't actually see anything because it's just a stone. And he's like, well, I <laughs> I, I hear Lurkin back there. Does that mean you all made it okay? We sure did.
1: Silas, Wolf, are you there? Yep. Yes, sir. We we made it uh, just a few accidents along the way, but we're here.
0: Oh, thank God. I was, I was beginning to panic when they said that they hadn't heard from you and I hadn't heard from you on the speaking stone. And we sent the guards out and everything. And I'm just glad that you're all okay. Did we were attacked by Stravin? You were attacked by Stravin?
1: Yeah, it's not long after we left. Sidroy was shot. I I think he's okay. He doesn't seem that worried about it. Oh,
0: no, don't forget, he has that paper cut. It's real nasty. Yes, he- Hendricks already me called me about the paper cut. We've got him set up with the finest cleric in Magella. Regardless, I'm just glad that you're all okay. Um, oh, goodness, I don't have much time. I have to get back to King Amastica. But, Dalera, if I list you off some medical equipment, can you grab it and take the next flight out tomorrow and come back here and help me with the king? And she's like, well, I, I suppose I have a little bit of vacation time that I can use up. And if it's for the king, then yes, yes, absolutely. We'll, we'll take care of it. And Maraxidor's like, yes, yes, thank you so much. Um, Grab a pen and a paper and let's get started. And so Maraxidor is going to give her some like stuff or whatever. And um, Alden looks at you and he's like, well, I think we've done all we can do here. Is there anything you guys want to go do? No, like you said, we've done all we can do. Yeah, there's...
3: What are you going to do? Not much you can do.
0: Hard telling not knowing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go eat some grub. Oh, yeah, we should probably get dinner started. Yep.
3: Hey, Wolf, you should come with us. You too, Silas.
0: <laughs> I was to say, just
2: Wolf.
1: <laughs> Thanks for the invite. <laughs>
2: I have a question for Marexidor, then I'll be right along.
1: Okay.
0: And he starts walking anyway. <laughs> but yeah, you can, um, D'Alara's just up there talking to Maraxidor, so whatever you need.
2: Hey, I have a question <laughs> for you.
0: Oh, God, you scared me. And Dolera looks up and she's awful frightened, and she's like, a question for me?
2: No, the one on the other end of this device. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, my name is Meraxador. We've met multiple times at this point. What can I do for you? <laughs>
2: this, this broadcast, is, is this about the king?
0: It is vaguely about the king. I'm not allowed to disclose anything until the broadcast goes out, but... I'm sure. It, it, it is solving some problems that we have, yes.
2: I see. And then Wolf walks away.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so um, you guys walk out, and um, Alden like pats his pockets a little bit, and he's like, "Oh shoot, Lurk and I gotta I gotta run to the store if we're gonna prepare dinner. I gotta go pick up a few things. Um, if you guys wanna walk around town, there's some little shops and stuff like that. You guys can do a little bit of shopping, and or you know go go sightseeing. Maybe there's some." Some awful nice volleyball courts down right when you fly in. You can't miss
1: them. Yeah, the volleyball looks kind of
3: boring. Silas said it was a ghost town. A ghost town? I hope not. I'm afraid of ghosts. <laughs> I hear you. They're uncomfortable for sure.
0: I don't know what that means, but anyway. <laughs> here's the address to the house that we're staying in. It's um 233... Hillcrest Avenue. You remember where that is, right? Of course, it's right around the, the, the Hill Street. <laughs> That's right, all the Hill Streets. There's Hill Street and <laughs> Bigger Hill Street. Don't forget about Littler. Yeah, Littler Hill Street. <laughs> and then there's Second Hill Street.
3: <laughs> anyway,
0: yep. meet you there. And he skips off.
3: Now that's a bright strike.
1: <laughs> he that explains a lot, sir.
3: <laughs> I uh I kind of like I do that you know rub my shoulder and I'm like, mm-hmm. bet it does.
2: And uh, <laughs> yep, the apple certainly does not fall far from the tree.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that's a compliment. <laughs>